June 15, 1864. Arlington National Cemetery is established, giving American children a place to watch their grandfather cry. Welcome to The Revisionists. It's Brian Flynn is me. It's Zach Powers <laughs> on this Hollywood Squares. <laughs> and in our other Hollywood triangle, uh, Katie Hannon. It's Katie Hannon is me. None of us, none of us <laughs> live in Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood Squares no. budget has been cut to roughly $3 an hour for each of the participants. That's uh, that's how can, they can afford to keep Coolio. Yeah, we do get on tips. Hollywood Square. We are we are in that tip loophole, but uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, oh. no one is here. <laughs> uh, we do have Bruce Valanche. We do have this uh, he tip will jar. Not leave. The, it's labor. It's a uh, the the tip jar is labeled Patreon. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it is very empty. Uh, <laughs> Guys, Please. full disclosure this week, uh, I done fucked up. Um, we started <laughs> to record uh, the first three minutes of an episode before I realized I was not recording. And uh, Which has happened before. I feel like it's happened like at way later points Well, there's been recording. times... Yeah, at least you realized early once on. I, once I realized late, and then another time my computer ate the recording. Mm. Oh, yeah. But... Um, oh. But those yeah. weird techno memories just for, for uh, posterity's sake, because I think this might be the last some corner of the Internet where it's remembered. We were talking about when Metallica tried to <laughs> shut down Napster. <laughs> I'm good. Oh, good. I'm glad we brought it up again. <laughs> it's something I haven't thought about in literally 12 years. <laughs> I, I was and our audience, because... many of our audience. Hey, this is a history podcast. And yeah. any of our audience who is younger than 26, 27, 25 does not remember this. Do you get a lot of uh, Gen Z listeners on the originist? Probably uh, not, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably mostly our parents. That's the end of the list. Uh, but the, the baby boomers might not remember because they didn't give a shit. Yeah, that's about true. It. They were like, so. cool, shut They're it down. They were just like... Went to their children and was like, why does my computer have every virus known to man? You guys yeah. will never guess uh, who only remembers. Only 90s kids remember. Oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Uh, um, I was honestly listening to an NPR interview about Napster yesterday just because of like the whole news about like Apple shutting down iTunes. Young kids. Apple is shutting down iTunes? Well, sort of. They're like this changing is... the software. They're breaking it. They're changing the label. So they have they have like a music program, a podcast program, uh, where great. you can listen to the great. revisionists among other programs. This is great because we can actually have a tie-in for what Napster is for both old people and young people simultaneously. Young people mm -hmm. uh, simultaneously, of simultaneously. course, simultaneously. Uh, Simon, um, <laughs> famous author. I had a long day. I, I was on a rooftop serving drinks for twelve hours yesterday, and then Ugh. spent the rest of my day at work today. So I am a little worn out. But young people. Wait, was that not a work thing you were serving drinks for? Was that like? No, it was for fun. <laughs> That's it's part of your year of yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, young people, if you've seen the Social Network, Justin Timberlake <laughs> is the Napster guy. Old people, if you've seen the Aaron Sorkin movie, 
the social network. No, you love the newsroom. <laughs> newsroom? That's that baby boomer jam. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They love it. Social network. Newsroom and I think any of the uh, hidden camera shows on True TV. If my Impractical Jokers. Yeah, or... if my dad is really to, is that the Carbonaro olds? effect. Impractical is Jokers? What? Is that for olds? I thought that was for like thirteen year olds. I mean, there's a weird cross section yeah. between like the olds yeah. and the youngs. The new baby boom, they call them. Mm. Ugh, yeah, we thought we got <laughs> out, but they pulled us back in. It's like it's the worst sequel I could possibly imagine. <laughs> the, yeah, you really didn't need more of it. Except this time they'll like try to change the climate, maybe to make it cooler. Yeah, I guess. I, 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 I t- to make more water. It's, this is at least a gritty reboot because. Sorry, Gen Z, you are not going to have the same level of opportunity. <laughs> I don't want to be the one to tell you this. But <laughs> I thought you were going to say they're not going to have the same level of oxygen, which is also yeah, probably true. Well, or water, they're going to have higher, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to pick just one. <laughs> uh, the, much like the Chinese word for uh, chaos is the same as the one for opportunity. Yeah, uh, I believe the, the character for breathable air is the same for opportunity i believe in china chaos is pronounced uh baby boomer i think that's how they pronounce it (laughs) man we're really sticking it to the baby boomers this uh early this episode we usually save that for later yeah well they are what they are (laughs) yeah you can't change them you could just ignore them at dinner they'll always be able to take credit for the beatles and the birds and all the and bob dylan even though those people are actually not baby boomers and that their generation i thought you meant I thought you meant literal birds. Yeah. Like they invented birds. No, birds with a Y. <laughs> They'll try to take credit. Sure, they, they will. Real birds, yeah. There is a weird conspiracy. We'll get to the actual episode at some point. <laughs> There's like a weird, I don't know if it's a fake conspiracy, that birds are fake. Like all birds I are I think like I heard drones. about this, that, that, like, that birds are not a real thing. Yeah. Like I've seen flyers for it. You've seen like physical flyers? Yeah. And I don't know if they're jokes at all, because it's... It's so hard to tell these days. I'd rather have that than anti-vaxxers, still. <laughs> I'd rather have... You know, there's two categories of conspiracy theorists, I feel. Mm-hmm. And then there's yeah. there's the cute ones, who it's like, <laughs> you guys, you could just believe yeah, your Yeah, bird truthers. And yeah. flat earthers. Flat earthers. Fully in that category. People who think birds are fake, it's fine. Go on thinking birds are fake. And then there's like the ones that are scary and it's like anti-vaxxers and like QAnon and anything like basically all (laughs) anti-Semitism. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're in category B and you guys, you guys need to get your act together. Cut it out. Go ahead and go over to Flat Earth. Go ahead and go over to to anti-bird. I don't know if they're anti-bird. Well, I guess the anti... Like, it's implied if they think they're government surveillance drones. Should we become a podcast that spreads, like, harmless conspiracies and tries to pull people away from the far right? And just, like... That's not a bad idea. Yeah, and just let them believe, like, wacky shit, but it's, like, Pee-wee's big adventure wacky shit. (laughs) I mean, your alternate histories are... Yeah. ...kind of conspiracy theories. Yeah, Yeah, in a way, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's... Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, very pro-Jewish conspiracy theories, and I'm like, well, is this anti-Semitic in itself? Well, you don't have to... I think the key is, 
let's just not involve Jewish people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like, I mean, they get the brunt of so much. Anyway. I, uh, I mean, I haven't seen the Flat Earth conspiracy or the birds conspiracy that's like, Jewish people created birds. <laughs> <laughs> And and good on them for yeah, it. And we thank them, yes. B-A-B. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, they're going to believe uh, the government's lying about something. It might as well be like, hey, wood is actually a metal. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, listeners, what we actually do with this podcast, if you've not <laughs> thrown your iPhone in the river uh, <laughs> at this point, um, is we take a topic from history. One person presents the official bird-sanctioned uh, version of events, wow. and another person don't say bird. Uh, 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 um, we haven't cleared it with the birds, and and they do run everything. <laughs> uh, That's still crank person... science, Brian. Uh, the birds have no control. The birds have no control. Uh, that is crank science uh, listeners you can't see this but Zach is tossing out handfuls of seeds <laughs> uh, and he's of course uh, putting peanut butter on a pine cone as is a totally normal thing to do truly in my apartment we got a bird feeder to hang out of the side window this week mm, sycophants and our income um, has increased by 500% so, yeah <laughs> Somebody's in the pocket of Big Bird, you know? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> you know, children's television workshop. <laughs> Call me Snuffleupagus because uh, I got a new friend. <laughs> and it's Big Bird. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, and also, another person comes up with a crazy batshit alternate history. Not right bird approved. Mm. Uh, secret from the birds. Yeah, Take bats the red are the enemies away. of the birds, right? They come out at night and have the same... They have the same basic skills in, like, a D&D sense. Yeah, of course. They're they're dark mirrors of each other mm-hmm. um, in that way. <laughs> Uh, and the winner gets to become the truth. Also, we talk about a bunch of other non-topic shit. If you listen to our last episode, uh, Powhatan Beatty, the listener vote came in, and the alternate uh, by Danny Ramos won out, uh, which involved a lot of improv, uh, a lot of slander of a war hero, uh, um, but like in a fun way. Way to go, Danny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Danny... Thank you from beyond the grave. Um, don't he's not dead. I'm not dead. None of us are dead. I am so fucking tired, <laughs> yeah. listeners. Uh, this episode we're going to be discussing uh, Kathy Kathy Williams. Katie, you are doing the actual history. That's true. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> yeah. Zach, you are doing the alternate. Uh, yeah, I am indeed. Hey there, this is Brian reminding you that The Revisionist is supported by listeners just like you. You can make a pledge and get rewards like shirts and even the right to vote over at patreon.com slash the revisionists. Uh, take us away, Katie. Oh, okay, we start with the real. Okay, Sorry. yes, uh, today we are discussing it a civil be, war. It would be, by the way, wild if we did the alternate history and then did the real one. <laughs> to be like uh, it would be confusing i'd like it so in the alternate history and frank had taco parties every week and now let's go to the real history okay <laughs> listeners 
we're never doing an Anne Frank episode. Okay, that's probably good. Maybe, well, unless we get, like, 1,000 1, iTunes reviews. We'll do an Anne Frank. It's, yeah. <laughs> All right, listeners, get it. We're going to put a $1,000 on our Patreon. We're going to put a price that's- on how dear we hold the story of Anne Frank at one point. <laughs> hey, enough Patreon subscribers, and hey, Anne Frank, that money comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, Truly. And Frank anyway. on the table for one million dollars. <laughs> I will do an Anne Frank episode, <laughs> and it will be sad, and I will be quiet the whole time. But we'll put the episode out. <laughs> I feel like we've done those sorts of episodes. Yeah, because Jesus. this whole yeah. segment is about people who were former slaves fighting in the fucking Civil this- War. There's a, a show here in Denver based on a popular Comedy Central show where you get drunk and you talk about a historical event. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have um, heard of it. It's called Workaholics. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid copyright infringement for Josue. But we did a New Orleans episode. <laughs> he's not. So. He's, Sorry. Who knows? We did a New Orleans episode and I was drunk and I was like trying to decide if I should do Hurricane Katrina. (laughs) That's a a recent one. The sting is fresh on that one. Yeah. So instead, I went with Madame Lollerie, who was depicted Mm -hmm. on American Horror Story, who just was a horrific slave owner. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't like it, you guys. They did not (laughs) like it. Did anybody take... uh, We've done an episode on this particular topic. But did anybody take the Axeman of New Orleans? Somebody did, yes. Oh, that's a great one. So all the like good ones were taken See, by the time I got around to it. That's, and it was mostly just horrific historical events. The Axeman yeah. is like a story where people do die and there was legitimate human suffering. But it wasn't necessarily aimed at one race or culture. Yeah, and it was whimsical because the guy loved jazz. It's the perfect yeah. story <laughs> Of murder and violence to make fun yeah. of. I mean, it's basically Woody Allen at that point. Yeah. yeah. Loves jazz. Criminal. There's that nice little window of serial killers where it's like, this isn't too dark. I can make fun of it. And it was long enough ago that it's fine. Yeah. It's a, it's a delicate balance. Um, yes. But today we're, I mean, we're not directly talking about murder outside of, you know, war. Uh <laughs> Many wars. Um, okay, so we're talking about Cathay. How would you say it, Zach? Yeah, you know uh, to... Cathay, Cathay. I wasn't Cathay? sure. Kathy, Cathay. 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 Yeah. I feel like Cath- when it was her first name, it was Kathy, but when it was her last name, it was Cathay. It was Cathay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll say Kathy. Mm. Cathay? <laughs> Kathy. Do you think they'd act? I got. It. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I am Kathy. on one tonight. Yes, Kathy Ack. Um, so Kathy Williams was born in 1844 in Independence, Missouri. How ironic, am I right? Oh, Jesus, <laughs> I, I didn't even write that joke. I just thought of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, just, I'm picturing you at it like an improv show, just being like, "I just thought of that." That's, yeah, I, I have to let everyone know that I didn't pre-write and then anything. Someone there. like runs across the stage. Start that one by herald. being like, "How about a little crowd work, huh?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so she was born to a free father, but her mom was a slave, so she was also a slave. Because I guess I just it's passed down through your mom, like Judaism. I'm not sure. 
tell you. I guess it doesn't matter if your father's. Yeah. Yeah, I think if either one of them. If is, either one. Yeah. Okay. It, Not sure. On it the might laws. be a thing where literally any excuse they'll take. Right. If it's whatever. Yeah. One. I, I just had the drop. worst visual of like somebody in 1860 doing crowd work. And they're like, what do you do for a living? Slave? Where were you born? Independence, Missouri. <laughs> well, how about that for ironic? Like, uh, That does remind me of that old sketch uh, we wrote that is um, the actors on stage during Our American Cousin after Lincoln gets shot trying to improv their way out of I it. I remember oh, this sketch well. Funny. It was my that's idea. Funny. It was... Um, really? It was... I, the, okay. It was... Um, <laughs> I think that was part of it, but the the part I remember is this might have been a joke I just had for my stand up, which is uh, the Ford Theater like staff being like, "We have another show at eight o'clock, and we really need to clear <laughs> <Yeah>. this." <laughs> no, that was it. This. That was like the closer. I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, that was a anyway. Good time. So picture that in your head. We'll do, yeah, we'll record a, a like a table read of that for a bonus episode. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, Brian Cranston lined up. Oh, great! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, what part is famous he... comic? Yeah, oh, well, what I guess part he's is he Malcolm. playing? Yeah, he's playing an audio clip I took from Breaking Bad. <laughs> okay, I see. I see. I just sorry. I just remember one of the lines. It was like. Uh, I need an occupation, and someone's like, the president of the United oh, States. Oh, right, yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so she was a house slave at Johnson Plantation in Jefferson City, Missouri. I've never been to Missouri. Have you been to Missouri? I have been through the St. Louis airport. Oh, that's okay. Zach, have you ever been to Missouri? Uh, I went to St. Louis once when I was 16 for a... All right, this is weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just stumbled I into it. I love it already. Yeah. Hit me. Uh, okay, so when I was a teenager, <laughs> I was on... A Friday the 13th Oh, that's right. Forum. I was a moderator, in fact. It was a oh, horror wow. movie forum. Hmm. Uh, and there was a camp for people who was involved were involved with the forum. And it took place in St. Louis. Wow. Uh, my screen name, just for hmm, historical please, reference. Yeah. <laughs> For someone who started out so sheepish, you're now going into a great many details. My screen name on the forum, which I uh, created when I was, I believe, 12 or 13, I think in the year 2001, was Spawn of Evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I went to a horror movie forum there, and uh, it was the first time I got drunk at this camp full of internet strangers. <laughs> oh my god that's incredible the fact that it's actually a camp makes it so much worse were there like adults there looking oh, there after were. you and, well uh, <laughs> the the adults who read it were named blake and brenna and weirdos. this is a true yeah. story blake and brenna now live 10 minutes away from me <gasps> in chicago uh they have have you seen them oh yeah they have two beautiful kids i hang out with them on the regular uh, we play games together. <laughs> they were not sex weirdos. They were in fact oh, very. You lucked out. They were in fact very left-leaning people who helped inform my political views. And uh, mm-hmm. also at that uh, camp, I met the guy who wrote the movie Jason X, who I still uh, mm. know on the internet to this day. So that is my I, story uh, about St. Louis. Great Missouri, formative place for Zach Powers yeah. and Kathy Williams. <laughs> 
as someone who went to lacrosse camp twice, I can't judge. Yeah, no, <laughs> mine still is like that. bad. Like, why <laughs> did my parents let me do it? Yeah, that's the interesting. I think part. they did talk to Blake and Brenna on the phone, and they're very nice, lovely, responsible people. It sounds like. Did you ever see? I believe it's called Camp Nowhere, mm-hmm. where they get Doc Brown from Back to the Future to pretend to like be he runs all these different camps that they but they they just go like one girl tells her parents yeah, she's going right. to fat camp one guy says he's going to military camp but they just rent out this camp and like party yeah, for a week it's it's yeah. the same Great. plot is that mm. other movie that lewis black is in where they f- create a fake House- college oh. called like oh yes uh unaccepted undecla- unaccepted. unaccepted it's unaccepted unaccepted undeclared is like the long. spiritual yeah. follow-up yeah. to uh Freaks justin long jonah hill Louis Black, yeah. yeah. Undeclared, yeah. Undeclared is like <laughs> Und- Undeclared was the freaking gig. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, both all great. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Gen Lots Z of recommendations listeners. on this episode about Cathay Williams. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So she is a slave. Um, and in 1861, Union forces occupy Jefferson City, where she lives. Um, and at that point, any slave in this occupied territory becomes contraband. Mm hmm. So basically, is owned by the Union armies now, but not like a person. Not like yeah. a person. They have to do a lot of so, menial Yeah, work. so she's forced to serve, uh, just as, I mean, not in a direct combat. Well, she's a woman and she's a slave. So she's doing, like, cooking and cleaning, uh, but not of her own volition, really, at all. Um, so, yes, she is... Serving with the 8th Indiana Voluntary Voluntary Infantry Regiment. So she's kind of goes all over with them. Arkansas, Louisiana, Georgia. She's president of battles. Uh, I, I don't know what she was just hanging out, watching, looking yeah. after people. They said some battles she was at. I was like, I've never heard of them. So I don't know. <laughs> they might have they been big ones. Hard to say. Yeah, they're like safety battles. There was you like can't get into one of the battles. big ones. P-Peg, or I don't know what it's called. I don't know what it's called. Like P-E-A, I don't know. I don't know a lot oh, about that's really it. You didn't just make really, that up off the top of your no, head. No, there was one with P in it. for Like <laughs> like the vegetable? Um, Welcome to our battle. Notice there's no P in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. When, when, when John McRae premiered his poem on Flanders Field, the first reaction at the live reading was like, Flanders Field! Never heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I really had to do some extra research on this for like the timeline Mm. because I don't know a lot. I'm not very smart. Um, So she's in Little Rock. That's where she gets transferred to where at one point she kind of is this transferred all around. They think Little Rock is maybe where she first sees black soldiers and realizes that there are other black people serving in the military um so the war ends in 1865 looked that up Uh, i did not wouldn't have been able to give you that off the top of my head um she's just working at a barracks um so after the war she enlists in the u.s army as william cathay on november 15th 1866 a classic mulan uh, yes classic mulan Mm -hmm. uh as a man 
or she's yeah, obviously she doesn't say, "Hey, I'm a lady. My name's William." She's like, <laughs> "I'm a dude. I love Mulan. Mulan's such a good movie." But it's like if Mulan. <laughs> and if, oh, I thought you were saying she says, "I love Mulan." <laughs> she's yeah. like, Mulan "Hey, funny. everybody, I'm here to do a classic Mulan. Thank you so much." But her Mulan <laughs> tactic is, this is my SNL audition. Her Mulan tactic yeah. is literally like, "I'm not Mulan. I'm Lon Moo." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so she signs up for three years to the 38th. I don't know why this met. Do some people know, like, the number? They're, like, famous troops. Oh, yeah. Some people Some people know, like, a all ton of, of shit. Them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that is a... Some people um, know about, like, bugs and shit. It's crazy. <laughs> it's... That's so true. People know about a ton of shit. Uh, computers, um, makeup, who knows? All kinds of stuff. Um, like entomologists. Like. Yeah, like, what? That's wild. Uh, what a crazy choice. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously, get me away from them bugs. Like, yes. Yeah. So she that joins. That middle bone uh, in your toe, somebody knows what that's called. That's, yeah. That person, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> He's the only one. He'll die with he it. He knows a lot about toe bones. <laughs> I bet he does. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. So that's an all black regiment. Do you say regiment or regiment? Is it regiment. Like, is it like a yeah. corps? I think that's what you say. I think it doesn't necessarily matter. I think just like dropping the T is like a regionalism. Yeah. Okay. More or less. Okay. Uh, so yeah, two people knew that she was not a man, her cousin and her friend, and they were also soldiers. So I think they want, they like wanted to, keep her around i was thinking about this like why would she do this but it's just like slaves were free but everything really sucked still for yeah. everyone but mostly black people <laughs> which so, yeah. which you could say about like today. every moment in history up to and <laughs> yeah, including yeah. today exactly yes yeah and i mean there's like some semblance of like even though there's like the risk of actually being in a battle there's some semblance of security that comes from like I know I'm going to have a place to stay. Right. And, it makes like, a lot of sense. And like some pay. It's like, you know, you're going to be around other black people. Don't have to yeah. deal with that many like awful white people. Mm-hmm. You're getting food, a place to live, clothes, mm-hmm. some security, money. So, yeah. So pension, at this point, though. Theoretically, yeah. though, I guess we'll get around yeah. to that part. Yeah. I don't know that much. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll see. Um, so, yeah. She... I forget what I was going to say. Um, yeah. So the Civil War is over, though. So at this point, she's just fighting in the Indian Wars, which I Googled that because I was like, what's the time frame of that? And Google said, Indian Wars, 1624 to 1922. <laughs> yeah, that sounds <laughs> about right. Yeah, I could also say till today for that one, maybe. Yeah, it's really depending. been a Cold War since then, more yeah. or less. But Yeah, so she's fighting in those. So she gets sent to New Mexico. Uh, where, again, they're fighting Indian tribes. And, like, pretty shortly after enlisting, she gets smallpox. So that's bad luck. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're not sure if it was just, like, the New Mexico air and the smallpox, but she's getting hospitalized, like, a lot, which is not what you want when you're a woman pretending to be a man. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad news. That's 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 how Mulan came down, too. She got injured. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, it has been years <laughs> since I've seen Mulan. Is that when they're doing a live action version of? I don't I know. I, I'm sure. I think they are actually. I think they've started to cast it. Okay. That one actually would be good. I think. Yeah. Lion not like King the is Lion stupid. King. It's still animated. It's still yeah. just like CGI. And the problem is, not... actual lions don't have 
human expressions. So exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah even if you have someone like one. Donald Glover, like as charismatic as that, it's, it's yeah, it's still it's, like why don't they? It's still I I, I kind of want them to do like live action like these cgi hyper realistic reimaginings of like the looney tunes where bugs bunny is not even just like peter rabbit in that peter rabbit remake but like literally bunny face yeah Yeah. (laughs) that would be gross that would be scary but good like donnie darko level yeah it would be cute when he wears like the women's clothes and it's just a bunny and like a a straight wig. But it would also be weird when Elmer Fudd, played by a human, is sexually attracted to it. Yeah. He looks, he looks sexy in drag. Because, yeah, has, you lose some of the plausible deniability of, like, yeah. oh, that's a human-sized rabbit in a dress. I, like, I didn't know. Hot. Ooh, la la. <laughs> um, okay, so... Elmer Fudd did know, though, right? Like, he knew. He yeah, just no. has... He's a furry. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a funny. Yeah. He's a funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, okay, so she's in and out of the hospital. She's in the armed forces for about two years, maybe a little less than I, two full years. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can, I, can I spin a crazy theory? <laughs> sure. sure. Like, uh, we've not tried that before, but sure, go for it. Let's look at momentarily. Elmer Fudd. <laughs> okay. Jesus and uh, what's the, what's the out Texan? What's the Texan with the guns? Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam. Oh. Right. So they're uh, stereotypical, uh, very guns rights kind of right-wing figures, mm-hmm. all about hunting season, all about toxic masculinity, right? Yeah. And at sure. the first pretense of letting their weird sexual deviances be justified, i.e. Bugs <laughs> Bunny wearing female clothing. A dress. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. like, yes, because they have deep sexual hangups about their toxic masculinity where anything that is not a woman and a blonde woman is unexceptional sexually, right? So. I, I, that's probably spot on. Yeah, I think that this is uh, the ultimate takedown of toxic masculinity. Elmer <laughs> Fudd and Yosemite Sam. We yeah. did it. Yeah. They Air hole horn, blah, 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 Turns blah. out it was done in 1936. We figured it yeah. out. We didn't yeah. need Tyler yeah. Durden to confuse people by being too <laughs> smart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sorry, her, catch that on I, I'm Jezebel on a tangent mood. I've, I've had a long week. weekend. It's okay. No, it's okay. I have also. It's I, not even I, the I weekend. I just dig it. It's Friday. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. So in and out of the hospital, a surgeon, post the post surgeon figures out she's a woman, tells the commander, and she is discharged from the army. Snitch. Arm. That didn't seem like a big hullabaloo. I thought there'd be, I thought I'd find a lot more on the internet about like, she's dishonorably discharged or like, but it seemed like he was just like, okay, sorry. Thank you for your two years of Thank service. Thank you for your two, plus all the service you I did. I was going to make a terrible pun. Okay. The chief pulled her into the office and <sighs> said, put your gun in your vag on the table. Okay. But uh, that, was the, uh, that was the Mulan resignation. <laughs> on the table? Like, <laughs> like she carries it around like... like yeah, a... that's what women do. <laughs> Disarmably discharged for being a woman. Logically, it makes I mean, sense. Women, you know, a lot of women do get some dishonorable discharge. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Oh, no. Oh, God. 
if I, I didn't already reflexively tag each episode as explicit, this one is getting the explicit marker. <laughs> I am sorry, Kathy Williams. Um, uh, that was a true alley oop. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the only thing I feel like I found a few direct quotes from her, and one of them said that when the other men found out she was a women a woman, some of them acted real bad to me. So that that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I after. Mean, she does not go into like any more specifics as to like what that would mean. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we can all imagine. But okay. So after the military, she becomes a cook in New Mexico. Eventually, she moves to Pueblo and gets married. Um, unfortunately, her husband stole all of her uh, money. Pueblo, plus, for our non Colorado yeah. listeners, is oh, in yeah. Southern Colorado. Yeah, and Pueblo's it's a, a shithole. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a little yeah. shit town in southern Colorado. Pueblo's cute, but yeah, it's not a big. It's not. I a have friends from Pueblo, but also it's a shit. Yeah, town. yeah. Uh, so she, she gets married. It's where her it's husband. where um, cousin Eddie lives in vacation. Is it? That's where those scenes were filmed in Pueblo. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, Pueblo. So picture that. My favorite. My uh, favorite Pueblo anecdote is serial killer Edmund Kemper, who uh, lived in California, killed a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. after he was found, like after he killed his mom and knew he would be found out, he fled, fled mm-hmm. across the country, got to Pueblo, stopped in a phone booth and okay, called the police to come get him. And I like to believe <laughs> it's because Pueblo was sucked so much. Yeah, but he was like, like, prison's a, gotta prison be is, better. Yeah. There's so many ventriloquist comedians here in Pueblo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that is a deep cut to that comedy is, posters yeah, I see scene. all the time. Um, okay, so she gets married in Pueblo. I assume to a man from Pueblo, which really explains a lot. Um, yeah, her, it's not really a destination wedding. No, her husband steals all her money plus a team of horses. So that sucks. Oh, I, yeah. That was in like every article. So I guess that I'm sure that was a very hard time for her. So let's <laughs> honor that. She gets him arrested. Uh, then she moves to Trinidad, Colorado, another mm. tiny shithole town in Colorado. Yeah. It's now home to all the dispensaries because it's right really? on the line to it's oh, yeah. like almost to New Mexico. It's like when, um, uh, for our Colorado listeners, since I excluded them <laughs> earlier, um, when you were a kid and you went to like the border of Wyoming to get fireworks... Mm-hmm. It's like the yeah. opposite of that, because now we yeah. got the weed. You got the fireworks, Wyoming, but we got the weed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. so, Let's get together yeah. and have a party, but also you're not invited because I don't like you, Wyoming. You're a hick. <laughs> um, yes. So she moves to Trinidad, Colorado. Um, and it, it's apparently there she was maybe a seamstress. Her mom maybe lived there, owned an orphanage. Hard to say. Um, she, her, so, uh, in 1876, uh, a reporter hears about her story from St. Louis, you know, <laughs> maybe he was somehow involved in this camp later on. Maybe he, his spirit was the precursor to the horror camp. Um, just, Sorry, the- you got like so excited a little bit when St. Louis came back up and it was St. Louis. So a reporter from St. Louis heard about her story and wrote about it and published it in some newspaper there. I don't know. <laughs> January 2nd, 1876. Um, so at this point, she's kind of like struggling. Uh, she's had a really la- hard life. She's been sick. She fought for the Union and for the U.S. Army. She's trying to get disability at this point in like 
after 1876. Hard to say when. She's had all her toes amputated because of diabetes. She has, like, constant nerve pain. She's deaf. She has rheumatism and arthritis. Um, So she applies for disability. You know, a war hero, basically, in some Mm. ways. Uh, Gets denied. (laughs) She gets denied disability because they say she doesn't qualify. So, I mean, you can probably imagine why she doesn't qualify if you wanted to. But, yeah. So then The the thing I read is that... uh, some there were a couple other women at this around this time period who lied to get into the army hmm. and they were usually given disability but there was also something different about them yes they yeah. were white and she is black. Yeah, i was trying to be like uh <laughs> obvious but vague about it but yeah that yes. was that like, was the one why, why? Yeah, we can why? um <laughs> So she's pretty sick and dies. It's not clear the date in the 1880s, probably late 1880s. But I think people thought she could have lived for much longer if she was given disability. Oh, yeah. That's the story of the first and only, I mean, not including, like the only, the the first black woman to serve in the U.S. Army. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Hello, everybody. I'm J.D. Lopez, the host of Left Hand Right Brain. It's a free-flowing, wide-ranging conversation that I have with artists doing interesting and creative things here in Denver and beyond. We talk about their personal stories, break down their creative process, and what motivates them. Spoiler alert, it's mostly spite. We talk about all these things and more while kicking back, cracking wise, and always having a good time. You can find old episodes and everything you need to know at lefthandrightbrainpod.com. Zach, whenever you're ready. Yeah, so uh, some of that story's right. (laughs) (laughs) Kathy Williams was born a slave and, uh, you know, eventually gained her freedom. And, um, you know, for a while she was working for the army in that contraband sense for the Union Army. And it was a mind-numbingly dull job. She didn't feel fulfilled. She had her rights, you know, pushed and extinguished from her. And um, around that time, when she was traveling around, she met William Cathy. Mm. William Cathy. What a coincidence. Was uh, <laughs> It's like, yeah, peanut butter cup invention all over again. Yeah. Uh, a strange and mysterious figure mm. who... Um, was immediately intriguing to her because, you know, represented all the freedom that she did not have and wanted and was immediately a sort of intoxicating to her. And upon getting to know William Cathay better, became sort of uh, enamored of the Cathay mindset. Hmm. And uh, as a result, with him, joined the army mm-hmm. and began fighting and becoming more and more of an important soldier in 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 the post-war period and in fact uh, it wasn't just the post-war period that's where you get it wrong it was during the civil war that they joined. <laughs> okay yeah so she was fighting in the civil war against the south william kathy being the uh sort of guiding light the muse of her sense of freedom and uh eventually she fought her way Towards Georgia, and um, William Cathy also uh, enamored another person into their sort of, their freedom club. Um, <laughs> okay. 
a person named William Tecumseh Sherman, who was not so oh, familiar okay. with, um, with uh, you know, they taught him a lot about how how free freedom could be, and he was an important <laughs> he was an important figure in the in the Union Army. And William Cathay came up with this idea called Project March to the Sea. <laughs> and uh, even though William Cathay was calling the shots, William Tecumseh Sherman was kind of the figurehead through which they decided to basically burn down Georgia, burn old Dixie down all the way to the seaboard in an effort to, you know, end the war more efficiently. And sure, he gets the credit. But it was William Cathay who, it may surprise you if you're a stupid listener, who hasn't figured out what I'm going for yet. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> that William Cathay did not exist. It was merely a reflection of the desires deep within Cathay Williams. Oh, I didn't figure that out. <laughs> who started a freedom club and eventually created a horrible project a project march to the sea, project Marhem. I'm trying to incorporate mayhem and march to the sea fluidly, Marham. but I didn't have enough okay, time yeah, to Marham. workshop it. <laughs> Listen, guys, it's been 20 years. It's a Fight Club thing, okay? Oh. oh. You even. <laughs> You even gave us foreshadowing, and we didn't get Jesus. it. Um, I have also not seen Fight Club. No, uh, you're not missing much. It's you know, it's a pretty good movie that is commonly misinterpreted. Um, yeah, but uh, after the war, after the successful implementation of the March to the Sea, Marhead, uh, <laughs> she was joined by a number of other. A number of other people who uh, were figures in her head. And eventually, as she became sicker and, and older, um, there was a confrontation at a quiet motel. This is going to be a deep cut. Okay. Twelve <laughs> figures that lived inside of Cathay Williams' head. Oh, God fucking damn it. Is this identity with John Cusack? One of whom was a homicidal little girl. But you wouldn't have thought the little girl was the homicidal maniac, would you? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Um, but it didn't matter because she didn't get her pension and she didn't get her uh, disability uh, as she should have. And she died before the homicidal little girl could have taken over. And that's the true story of Cathay Williams. Spoiler alert for identity. <laughs> also, for yeah, I guess. If you that movie came club. out yeah, 20 years ago. Identity, <laughs> for anyone rushing out it. for the fucking 20 year anniversary <laughs> yeah. of identity at the Alamo. If you're a, if you're Ooh, a, I would go to that. If you're an art house movie purist uh i think that the movie that they're spoofing that the dumb nick cage writes in uh, uh adaptation i think that's supposed to be identity or it has a very similar plot to identity i think that movie came out before identity but yeah he's writing a movie that has basically the same plot that's supposed to be the dumbest idea ever and then identity came out i think a couple years later <laughs> wasn't like part of the thing about that that like the little girl is imagining all of these. No, characters. no, no. The the person imagining it is like uh, 
Like some guy in a mental hospital who's like 40. He's the one imagining yeah. identity? No, no, no. So identity... That's an <laughs> brief, brief synopsis identity. of identity. I just don't okay? remember. The person who imagined identity is the screenwriter of identity. <laughs> identity starts out as like a 12 little Indians. There's a bunch of people at right, a yes, motel. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they don't, know, mm-hmm. they don't know each other. They don't know why they're there. Then halfway through the movie, you start getting flashes to this guy in a mental hospital. Somebody in the hotel is a killer. Eventually, you mm. realize the motel exists in this guy's mind. I see. He has like 12 distinct personalities in his mind. Mm. And psychologists at this mental hospital constructed a way for them to all meet in a motel mm. in his mind mm. and try to have one dominant personality yeah, that's what, come that's out. that's what therapists do. Yeah, we, <laughs> and it turns out the murderous personality is the tiny little girl personality. Oh. Um, I gotta rewatch that. Yeah, so... <laughs> I'll bet it's actually a pretty good bad movie watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that Agreed. Get high probably. and watch I think I identity. saw that in the theaters. So if I could say one thing for this whole episode, get high and watch Identity, folks. <laughs> Zach, thank that's you. That's what I'm doing tonight. Do a double feature, Identity and Mulan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be Mulan a weird... first, Identity second. Yes, yeah. Be yeah, more yeah. faded for Identity. Agreed, yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, do some hella edibles for that. Know what I'm talking hella. about. Edibles okay. are food that has weed in them, Brian. <laughs> okay, thank, thank you. Mm. So it's just like someone puts a joint in a salad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just start with that. Next week, <laughs> we'll go over it a little more in depth. Okay. Thank, thank you. Uh, of course, Zach is also Dr. Pot. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, like, I've done it before, so I'm roughly eight <laughs> grades ahead of you in terms of. And I, yes, and I had never have done <laughs> pot. So, oh, God damn it. Uh, listeners, you can always interact with us. Uh, Ask us a question, leave us a comment, uh, send us your spam. I don't know. Uh, at revisionistpodcast.com. Do you want like actual like cans of spam? Yeah. That I would, would accept be, spam yeah. if... I would too. Write a review on iTunes and then just the body of the review. Hey, plug your whatever, your Russian, you know... Do you enlarge penises? Real estate I don't service, know. whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> whatever scam you uh, have, just put it in. The reviews for iTunes yeah. just put five stars, and somebody will uh, maybe click on it. <laughs> <laughs> Those reviews do help us uh, and other podcasts get more uh, get more clicks, get more listeners, get more butts in the seats. I should have worn my revisionist shirt. I forgot. I know. I wore mine just yesterday. I, I think. love that shirt. Uh, I it's a great mine. shirt. <laughs> I can't remember. I I, I wasted so much time on this. I got I had a <laughs> I had a bottle and a half a jack, and it was like I could have done so much with this time. <laughs> <laughs> Just threw it in the street on fire. Mm. <laughs> oh, that was last it. night. That was last night. Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. yeah. And actually, when um, I say last night, holy shit! I actually mean about four hours ago. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, uh, just search for Revisionist Podcast. You know, hit us up on the s- social meds. <laughs> I watched Brian struggle. He that. says it God every Hating week. himself, so hit I'd, us up on the social Every week he hates himself for doing it. And every <laughs> yeah, week he and yet does I it. I keep doing it. It's called self-sabotage, Zach. Let's... It's called being an adult. <laughs> yeah. He of literally course, cries yeah, when he says it day. every week. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, God damn it. And does he spanks himself just a little bit. Well, that's for a different thing. Uh, <laughs> listeners, the Revisionist is a proud member of the Denver Podcast Network, which includes no spanking podcasts. Uh, yet. But, uh, yet, yet, yet. Yeah. I've got a project. But <laughs> there, Zach's camera is angled, so I can only see like half of his face. <laughs> So it's, when he says things like that, it makes it all the more ominous. So you can't see the eye that's winking every no. time. There was, <laughs> God, what was it? It was like sex challenge. No, it was um. What? Uh, <laughs> what are you talking I was hosting, about? I was co-hosting Queen City Companion last night. Oh. Um, and there was a book on the shelf at Mutiny that was like, uh, unlock your sado magical sex powers. Whoa. It was. Uh, a great used book find. Uh, um, speaking of Queen City Companion, I co-host with friend of the show and friend of my life, Jen Colick. <laughs> um, the first Thursday of every month. The next one is going to be actually August 1st because July 4th is the first Thursday in July. So fuck that. And we're all, you know, having fun talking about America. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The f- the most fun thing to talk How about good it in 2019. Out. How it turned out, yeah. it was good all along. Then, yeah. I feel like America is basically like the eighth season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, in a lot yeah, of people's yeah. <laughs> we all thought it was really good for a while. We're like, this is going great. Yeah. And then you learn it was never good. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you realize it was not good at all. Um, we had some I rough also... patches in the middle seasons, but hey, they're yeah. turning it around. And then, oh, wait, no, actually. Yeah, we're just like hurtling towards the end as fast as we can. Yeah. We're like, why were we cool with the like twin fucking and kid disabling in the first episode? <laughs> hey, we were like, this is fun. It, was it a wasn't really fun. really interesting start. The story was great at the beginning, right? And then in the middle, yeah. there was a little bit too much, people. like, abusive people and, like, horrific attitudes towards rem- women. And then for a second, it seemed like, oh, it's turning around. Oh, wait. No, mm-hmm. never mind. No, yeah. it was bad. They're beheading I, um, the only black woman. Never mind. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also, my uh, comedy TED Talk show, Know Your Shit, uh, is back. Uh, if you're listening to this when it gets released, tonight. Um, Ooh, you guys didn't see Brian did a really cool like reveal with his arm. It's true. I'm. Uh, <laughs> He's excited about it. I'm go to calling that. down the powers of the heavens. That's a very fun show. You should go. It's super fun and funny. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's at uh, Tandem Bar uh, in Denver at eight o'clock tonight. Uh, hopefully, we get to do more. So come check it out. Though it'll be good. It will be. I am losing so much steam. Uh, <laughs> Katie, you're going to be on Stepdads, also at Tandem Bar. Yes, I am. The week after the this t- is released. The 22nd. That's a great show. <laughs> they have sketches. They're very funny. Starring 22nd. John Lithgow and Mel Gibson. Yeah, we're doing a table read. Wait, was that a thing? <laughs> no, I don't know. Is Stepdads a show? Uh, I think there was it's a actually mo- Step. Wasn't there a movie Step-mom. called Stepdads that was about like uh, John Lithgow and Mel Gibson being stepdads? Well, it wasn't about John Lithgow and Mel Gibson. It wasn't a documentary. <laughs> their stepdads. About their second marriages. Yeah. It's just, I uh, always, it was called Daddy's Home. But it's about the stepdads. Daddy's Home, Daddy's home uh, 2. John Lithgow is in Daddy's Home? Daddy's Home 2. Isn't that like Mark Wahlberg? It is. But Daddy's Home okay. 2... Is about the daddy's daddies, the stepdaddies. Oh, I see. Okay, yes, yes, yes. And I've never mm-hmm. had more of a, like an av- 
Stepdad. My favorite thing about that movie, which I've never seen. I've never seen Step Daddy's Home 2. No. But your favorite thing about but it. But I have yeah, seen the trailer for Daddy's Home 2 before a few movies. And there's this thing in the theater during that trailer that you can no longer experience because time moves forward. Um, where mm-hmm. you see one of the stepdads come down the escalator and it's John Lithgow. And I heard in the theater people being like, oh, John Lithgow. Like they were actually like... <laughs> There are people laughing just seeing That's John Lithgow. Shocking. And being like, oh, I like John Lithgow. He's being Who funny. And then the Lithgow next heads. daddy, the next stepdaddy that comes down the stairs is Mel Gibson. And people audibly groaned <laughs> five seconds later. Those are cool people, whoever they were. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's a comedy show called Stepdads. It's fun and funny. 22nd. Come on out. Tandem. What? Well, I guess we're just really plugging tandem. Go there yeah, just for all a about drink. Tandem. Like, hey, there's not that many comedy venues left in Denver. <laughs> Help but us. But tandem save some. is a really good one. I'll be at West Facts the Saturday after that too. That's another mm, good one. The West 29th. Facts, another really great show. Now hosted by Jacob Rupp. Yes. Friend of the show. You can carry him in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach. Sorry. Did you uh, have you anything? You can carry you him to- in your pocket, literally, but not legally, for reference. Yeah, no. Sure. Yeah, especially out of he stage. Is very and you can't smoke Jacob Rupp mm-hmm. in public. Yeah. He has a no pocket clause on all of his contracts. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. So this a, anyway, uh, did you want to plug anything, Zach? I am studying JavaScript a lot right now and don't have time to do anything else. So, no, I don't have anything to plug. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured, but yeah. Anyway. Uh, so judgment falls to me uh, for this episode, and uh, I gotta say, this is my tendency. I think in a lot of these Civil War uh, through the experience of people of color episodes, um, that uh, despite the excellent summary of uh, what is it, in- incep- identity, mm. uh, <laughs> almost said Inception, uh, in Zach's and the. Uh, the fiendish twist in it. Uh, I will cast my vote for the actual history. Uh, but listeners, you you can have your say uh, in that as well. Uh, the voting is now open. Uh, so do it. Yeah, vote for me. <laughs> I got two hours of sleep last night, y'all. So you can I can vote for whoever you want. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I had to rush this one, baby. Oh, Zach, God. that is how we keep getting votes for Jill Stein on the podcast. <laughs> it's weird that like almost every week Jill Stein is actually the history that the wins winner. out. Well, she's got show us all. great ideas. Second, actually, the number one winner is almost always didn't vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Nearly in the lead. It's usually Bart Simpson or uh, School Sucks. <laughs> I think that's an Arrested Development joke. Anyway. Uh, for everyone here at The Revisionist, I've been Brian Flynn. I've uh, been Zach Powers. Uh, Katie, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. This is fun. I, Sorry, I didn't know. If... I didn't know if I was supposed to say who I've been. I didn't, I, I'm not, I didn't, I didn't know guess. if we were going to do hey, that either. Uh, but if thank you want to reveal like a secret alias <laughs> that you've given up. I've been. Haiti no, Cannon. Oh, yeah. I've that's been D.B. Cooper. The mystery Hannah. is solved. I've been Hannah Caton. Congratulations <laughs> if you figured it out, gumshoes. <laughs> and I've been Byron Graham. Yeah. Uh, 
Have a good time. Bye.